So I took Kelsey on her first trip through The Office. Oh, lucky her. Yeah, right? And so this is a show that I know you have watched many times. So many times. I have also watched many times, but I think I've only seen seasons eight and nine like once, maybe twice. That's the same as us. Yeah. Um, And so unpopular opinion about seasons eight and nine, the Nellie Bertram character is totally wasted on only really being in one season. I don't understand her character. I love her character. Okay. I and I know, and this is an un- unpopular opinion. Yeah. I think she's sincerely funny. Yeah. I think she has a lot of depth that some of the other characters in the office don't have. Yeah. And that she has this whole adoption subplot going on. I think they didn't know what to do with that subplot. I think that's what happened. They introduced it in season eight. Yeah. And then in season nine, she's just trying to become friends with people. Yeah. I think if they had introduced her in like season six... She could have been a really valuable addition to the cast. She could have developed in a way that made sense with the rest of what the show was doing. I feel about her the way I feel about Robert California. Uh But I have a friend, like, he might even listen to the show. It's uh, Lindsay from Pen and Pay. It's her husband, Robbie. Mm -hmm. Robbie and Jordan got in this long talk where Robbie was like, no, Robert California is a genius character. Here's why. I agree. And so we watched it this time Mm -hmm. with that in mind. And we both were like, okay, we don't like him. But he is a genius character. He's a terrible person, but he's so interesting to watch. Yes. The only time that I, in this watch of season eight, the Robert California season, that I was like, ugh, I hate this, was his last scene when David Wallace buys back Dunder Mifflin. Spoilers, sorry, this show came out (laughs) 10 years ago. Um, David Wallace buys back Dunder Mifflin, and Robert California essentially takes a bunch of money to go do terrible things to women in Eastern Europe. Yeah. Um... That's when I was like, I don't like the writing of this moment or this season, and this also doesn't seem in keeping with this character. Yeah. Uh, That was bad. Although it does, he seems very very Harvey Weinstein to me. Yeah, and I think that's the, that's, that's the, that's the read we get, especially from that moment. Yeah. But if we think back to earlier in the season, after he has gotten divorced from Abby. Abby from ER. Abby from ER, aka Maura Tierney. And Andy thinks that he's hitting on Aaron, but he actually just brings Aaron home and gives her good life advice and then leaves. Yes. And it's like, actually, I think we're supposed to be set up to think that he is gross when he's actually not. Yes. Um, Not in the way that Harvey Weinstein is gross. Yes. But then he turns out to be gross. Yeah. It's weird. It is weird. I think that's where I think it's inconsistent writing. Yes. I was going to say, I think that's where the writing I really struggle with Mm -hmm. because one of the great things about The Office is that Michael Scott is this other skis. Mm-hmm. But because not just of Steve Carell's stellar performance, which should have earned him the Emmy and I'm still better about Honestly. It, um, but also because of the writing, he had, you see him develop depth over yeah. the seasons. And he's still, you know, kind of skeezy yeah. and, and flawed. For sure. But you see him as a whole person. And I think that's one thing The Office did really well mm-hmm. until those later seasons. Right. And I think they tried with Nellie mm-hmm. and they tried with Robert California. But, but then what did they do with Andy? Oh, the opposite. Like The opposite. And I think that's because he was off filming The Hangover I, and they didn't know what to do. I guess. So they put him on that boat that trip boat. or whatever. But he's in still all of season eight. Yeah. And his character doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Um... Does Kel- did Kelsey enjoy it? Does she like the yeah, office? Yeah, she liked it a lot. She said recently that now she wants to, sometime in the near future, rewatch it. Yeah. Now that she like knows who these people are yes. and can actually appreciate who they are from the beginning. Yes. Another thing that I think season nine does particularly well, and this is maybe an unpopular opinion, 
But the Jim and Pam tension arc of the first part of the series where yeah. Jim is par- starting his like other business yes. and not telling Pam about it. Yeah. And he's having this kind of midlife crisis where he realizes that he's stuck and can't do all the things that he wanted to do. Yeah. While at the same time, Pam is finally getting to do the things she wanted to do. Yeah. Like her art stuff. That's a really well-developed I think so relationship too. arc. Like I don't, it doesn't bother me that it shows them struggling. I mean, I could do without the slight weird camera man uh-huh. yeah. thing. And we haven't gotten there yet, but, so I don't remember. Yeah, but I like the tension of this really great couple. Mm-hmm. But then they both are individuals, mm-hmm. and they've got individual dreams, and trying because that's what marriage looks like. Uh, yep, <laughs> is realizing, oh, my dream might have to be put to the wayside so that my spouse can accomplish what they want to accomplish. Uh-huh. Like, and and I think that show does a really good job of showing what a startup looks like mm-hmm. and how much time it requires. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't just show up part time. That's right. not that's not how entrepreneurship works, um, or it's not, at least not in my personal experience. <laughs> so yeah, I. I'm with you on that unpopular opinion. I, I think, actually like their plot. Yeah. I think seasons eight and nine are unfairly totally maligned when they actually do have a lot going for them, yeah. even if they are inconsistent. Yeah. They, they're they definitely inconsistent because Jordan and I would watch it and we'd be like, that's fine. And then the next episode, we'd be like, well, that's terrible. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I also think it just has such high expectations. Because from, of the rest of the show. Yeah, from two and three. Yep. Yeah. Two and three are... Perfect television. Perfect TV. I even think four and five are very good. I do too. Um, six and seven are uh, I, hit or miss, but I just found so I've been watching the Marie Kondo. Oh yeah, stuff because of course I have. Well, and, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, but one of the things I found in like a pile of stuff was my commemorative Jim and Pam Entertainment Weekly from oh. their marriage episode, and I'm like. Does this bring me joy? It still kind of does. It still kind of does. <laughs> I don't know if I want to get rid of it. No. Anyway. <laughs> never get rid of Jim and Pam. Welcome to episode 205 of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. My name is Chris Jensen, and it's a brand new year. And I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. New year, new you. I don't even know what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing. I am lost. I am drowning in a swamp. (laughs) It is January. What day are we recording this? The 8th. The 8th. And I just feel like I'm treading water. Yeah, already. Uh, like I told Olivia, I'm not walking on water. I'm walking through water. Yeah. I feel very slow. Yeah. Like, very deliberate. Like Peter halfway down. Yes. But I'm, yeah. I can't, I don't feel like I'm going anywhere. Like. I get it. It's, and I want, I am such a New Year's person. Like mm-hmm. I love this time of year. I love fresh beginnings. I love reflecting back and looking forward. Yep. Um, I love all of those things. But the practical matters of life get in the way mm-hmm. from that. Like, if I were a monk, I would love New Year's. <laughs> but it's a stressful time in the life of the store. Here is the, here's what people don't understand about retail. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand it either. And I think I'm still learning it. Yeah. I think every December, I think, just make it to January. Just make it to January. And then I get to January and realize, hmm, inventory, uh, taxes slash bookkeeping that I need to, like, catch up on post-holiday season. Mm, there's always some staff turnover at the end of the year. So got a lot of that to do. Um, and so as a result, we're short staffed, which means mm-hmm. there's only a couple of us doing mm-hmm. all of those things. Yep. So January is not like the, and I don't think by the way that that's just the bookshelf or just me. Somebody else posted, like she owns a stationary shop in Philadelphia and she was like, 
mm, people don't understand, but retail does not slow down in January. Yeah. Sales slow down. Right. <laughs> Money but stops coming the, in. The rest of it, the, the administrative it. work, yeah. not so much. Not so much. And so I stopped, like a lot of people go to market in January. Mm -hmm. I stopped going. Right. I only order via catalog in January. But that means got to sit down. And, and do that. And do that. Right. Because and, the store is empty. And it's still a day. Uh, for sure. Like, I need a day to sit in my office and, like, lay on the floor. Not me lay on the floor. Lay all the catalogs, the catalogs on, the on the floor. floor. And yeah. well, you can do that now. I know. Imagine trying to do that in your old office. <laughs> what in the joke. bathroom closet. <laughs> yeah. And hear people's bowel movements. Gross. <laughs> so sorry. Awful. Um, so, yeah. What a interesting start. And obviously year. January is the start of the academic year. Yes. Well, that's actually the midpoint of the academic year, but you know what I mean. New semester. Um, start of the spring semester. It's my last semester teaching upper level courses at Florida State. All right. Which is sad. Yeah. But hey, I am in I'm teaching in the classroom where I first took um, the course in my first semester of my MA program that determined my course of study. Oh, that's and full isn't that circle. weirdly full circle? And lovely. Uh, right? And yeah. so I told my brand new students that, and they were like, ah. Yeah, that's sweet. Um, and I was like, I don't believe in signs like this anymore, but if I did, this would be great. And I lost <laughs> the, the pole on my hoodie. You guys can't see, but Chris fiddles with his hoodie all the time. I and do, the and now is the string is gone. But I found it, and I'm going to spend the next several minutes trying to dig it out of the... <laughs> Hood pocket. Uh, if thing. only this were a visual podcast. A what YouTube you channel. Oh gosh, what if we started a YouTube Let's channel? Let's not even <laughs> suggest that in case any number of our listeners are like, yeah, please do that. <laughs> no. Because the answer is no. Oh hey, I got it. Good job. Good Thank job, you. little buddy. <laughs> oh. oh. All right. Well. New it's, year, new It's you. January. New year, new us. Same podcast. Um, for the moment, I think we do are going to have some some um, format changes a little bit. No, yeah, nothing to be afraid of. I think you and I want I want to sit down. And, I, I definitely do. And talk about the year. We just haven't had a chance to yet. So because it's crazy. Yeah, because it's crazy. But we do have some things, some goals we want to set mm -hmm. for the podcast itself, which in turn would benefit the store. And then I think yeah, for me and you to keep the show fresh because we're on episode two hundred five. Yep. Got to keep so, things. Keep I mean, it's exciting. My general goal is to have very regular formatting. Like, you know what to expect week to week on this show. Yeah, I like that. Um, and that'll make it a lot easier for us to kind of come up with stuff, too, if we, if we front load our planning, <laughs> um, which is something I have learned Yeah. As a, as, a, as a young but aging adult that doing a lot of front loading with your planning helps so much. Define front loading? I'm thinking of a washer. And so... <laughs> Doing it all at the beginning okay. instead of as it happens. Yeah. Oh, gosh, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, like... And anything you can automate. Anything you can automate. You know what I mean? Like, make it... Yeah. We know what to expect. Exactly. And so, like, for me, this example is my students are writing weekly written responses to things. Okay. It's a lot easier for me in the long run if I sit down and write all 13 responses this week. Yes. Instead of writing them every Wednesday. Yes. And so that's something I learned last semester, and it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, good job. Yeah. You're growing. I am growing. I'm still really bad at doing things you know, we're all in a timely manner, but it's, it's fine. New Year, new you. <laughs> <laughs> we're like 
Michael Scott when he starts the wedding announcement, the yeah. wedding speech, and uses three different introductions. Yep. You guys pick and choose which is your favorite. Um, so you can skip to um, minute, 12 minute 12 in this podcast, uh, and you can uh, get to maybe some of this meat. We like to open each January, because this is our actual first episode of the new year, since yeah. last, last week's was pre-recorded, which we were very transparent about. Um... This is Happy New Year. It's our, our first episode of the new year. We and haven't recorded together in, in a, month. a month. And I'm sure you can tell. <laughs> this is the first time we've sat down at a microphone. And actually, like, only the second time we've had a conversation. I was going to say, Chris and I haven't talked. Since, so. uh, since a month ago. So, hey. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, we like to start January off with a, a reading resolutions episode. This is our fifth one. Oh, my gosh. Which doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> Because I don't think we've actually been doing this for five years. No. Did we? But this is Reading Resolutions Volume 5. All right. I think I might have done it with myself. You may have. <laughs> you may have. Yeah. But um, we, can, we, can, we can look into that. Yeah. I'm sure it's Volume 5, but I wonder if I just set them by myself. Or maybe, t- right. maybe talked with Katie about it decades ago. Possible. I don't know. In the year 3000. Yeah. So... I love to set goals and resolutions in my personal life. Mm -hmm. And then we've been doing these reading ones for a while. I will say I have watched the growth and expansion of reading resolutions because of bookstagram. Absolutely. So this is something I feel like five years ago was like this new, certainly not something we invented, but like a fairly new on the horizon kind of thing. Right. But now that bookstagram exists and Goodreads is super popular, Uh I think you see reading resolutions pop up for sure all over the place and because of that and because of my contrarian personality type now i'm like i have nothing i don't want to do that (laughs) but but i did write down this is where we are similar yeah where i am a wing five yeah yeah so what were your resolutions last year reading resolutions my reading resolutions last year were to make time to read um one book a month okay and to i think that was it I think that was it because I think you, that was it. and write a book and write a book. That was right. Those were your two. Right. And so that book being my dissertation, how did I land on this? Yeah. Well, past Chris was very optimistic about <laughs> almost naive. You might say definitely naive. I would say. <laughs> and so did I finish writing a book last year? No. However, you made progress. I made a lot of progress. Um, at the beginning of last year, I had zero. Mm-hmm. Now I have one chapter done, one chapter half done, and two chapters in eight to ten page drafts. Okay, that seems so pretty good really, to me. So really, that is a completed rough, rough draft of a book. Yeah. And so I'm going to count that. I'm going to give you an A. Cool. Um, so I did that. Jordan and I grade ourselves. Did I did I read a book a month? I'm going to give you a, a D. An F. <laughs> I think, I'm trying to think of the books that I finished last year. You started a lot. I started several. I yeah. started, I think I started about 10. Yeah. I think I finished three. I'm going to give you a D. Okay. You didn't fail that. Okay. I mean, a D is still failing in well. college. <laughs> you have to get a C minus or above. You know. But we're doing, we're doing the high school grading. <laughs> we're doing the system. high school grading. Um, yeah. And right now, other than the afterlives, I can't even think of what books I finished. I know that I did. Did you read the Oracle year? I did read the Oracle year. I finished Okay. That. That one. And then what was the other one? I don't even know. It was one of my other shelf subscription books. Yeah, it was. Um, Was it the one? All of which I started. Yes. And enjoyed. 
Was it the one about the radio show, the podcast? No. Okay. No, not that one. I don't know. But you finished three. I'm, I'm confident that I finished three. I did read lots of comic books. Yeah. Which is, I think last year I talked about counting that as reading. Yeah. Um, and not necessarily talking about it on the show as like a thing I read this month because it's difficult to keep track of. Like, I read issue number 11 of G. Willow Wilson's Miss Marvel. Yeah. It's difficult to quantify. Yeah. Um, or at least tedious to quantify. Yes. Um, so I did read a lot of comic books. One thing I stopped doing in 2018 is I stopped keeping my media log. I know. How do you feel about that? So good. Really? Yes. You don't miss it? No. Okay. Not at all. In fact, sometimes I still, like, instinctively, because I did it for, like, two years, yeah. um, I still instinctively am like, oh, I forgot to write down what I did today. And then and I realize I don't to. have to. Okay. And it has, it never served the function that I wanted it to, which mm-hmm. was to be able to look back and see, like, oh, what was I looking at that made me think this thing? Mm-hmm. It didn't really That's, do that. It's not going to help me in that regard. And it just made me stressed out about sitting at the end of the day and keeping track of everything I read yeah. and watched and listened to. I did love that you did that. Yeah. But I totally understand how it could be a tedious task. Yeah. And so that's something I didn't do. So. What were your 2018? Yeah. My reading resolutions were, I had just come off 2017 where I counted. Mm -hmm. Like, and I, I had a numeric goal. I Mm -hmm. wanted to read a hundred books and I told myself I would never do that again. Yep. Um, so 2018, I said that I would track my books, but I would not have a numeric goal. Mm -hmm. I did that. Interestingly, Jordan and I, Jordan commented on this actually, that like I read pretty much the same number of books Mm -hmm. in 2018 that I did in 2017 without the numeric goal. Uh So the numeric goal was not valuable for me and it might be for other people and that's totally fine. Um, but for me, it wound up being stressful. And then interestingly, I read the same number of books and I'm not motivated by things like that at all. Yeah. I love like goal setting like that. But at some point in that process, I started to think, why did I do this? What, what makes 100 books this fun thing? I don't know. So anyway, I did that. I wanted to read books, being able to pull out almost like a, um, a thesis statement Mm -hmm. from each title. And I, I loved that idea. I really, and I, I'm carrying that into 2019. I like that. I like reading while looking kind Mm -hmm. of for, you know, what is, what is the kernel of the story? Yes. Um, so I'm going to keep doing that. And then my other goal that I also failed at was to read four business books. Mm -hmm. I even picked them out. Like I picked out the four that I wanted to read. I think I read parts of two. Um, and I don't know why this is, except I have gotten out of the habit of truly reading multiple books at once. Mm -hmm. So I think that's okay. I'm okay with it. I do wish like there's a book I really want to read called, um, bring your human to work. Mm-hmm. Um, like, so there are books like that I want to read. And I told Jordan, it's like, I start them and I think, wow, this is really good. Like I started last year, radical candor, which I think was the impetus for this goal in the first mm-hmm. place about being, right. what kind of boss. I you remember that. And I really liked it. And then it's like, I read it. I underlined in the first chapter and then I literally never picked it back up again. And I think we talked about this even last year that like, those are the kinds of books that that always happens to. Yes. You pick it up and you're very excited about it. And then, like, something else happens, and you kind of forget about it, and then you never go back. So I think this is not a goal, but I think in the future, if I want to tackle a book like that, that is more 
meaty, nonfiction, change your life kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. That it really has to happen when I'm in the mood to have my life changed. Right. So for me, that's when I go to the beach. Mm -hmm. um, when like I have a mental reset. Mm -hmm. um, maybe a retreat of yeah. some kind. So coming up this year, I do have a trip I'm taking. I don't even think I've told you about this. Mm. Um, but Because I haven't talked to you in a month. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. Okay. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. I guess I'll say it on this. I guess I'll say it here. Um, Tish Oxenreiter, who yeah. did the Simple, mm -hmm. does the Women Work podcast and the Simple podcast. And anyway, she has written a book. She takes a literary London trip every year. She wow. takes six creative entrepreneurs, and I'm one of them. That's this year. so cool. <laughs> so I'm very excited. I'm nervous, but I'm That's very excited. That's so cool. So, yeah. So I was thinking I could maybe take, because I'll be, you'll be going overseas. I don't read electronic right. books. Um, so maybe I'll just take two books of fiction mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. one like business book to kind of get me in the right frame of mind. So I think. I'm not setting that goal for myself, but I think in the future, if I really want to make the business better by reading a business oriented book, I need to have the business oriented mindset. Yeah. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. Um, so anyway, I failed at that part, but I'm, I'm still pleased with my reading life this year. I felt yeah. like I read pretty diversely. I read a good number of ARCs, but also some backlist yeah. titles. So no. And I loved the way you were tracking your books on Instagram with that, with just the pull quote. Yeah. Like I thought that was so interesting and I loved reading the quote. I'll tell you every time. one thing that I won't do in 2019 is record Instagram story reviews only because I truly loved doing it until about October. Yep. And then I was like, I cannot, <laughs> I cannot keep doing this. And, and look guys, if you want those, listen to Here the podcast. We are. <laughs> like, you don't, you, you don't, don't need to do it twice. No. Well, and somebody did. I mean, not so nicely comment. Like, why do you do these? I had listened to the podcast and I was like, all right, well. Well, not everybody does. Yeah. And you don't have to listen to me. You can mute me. Yeah. You can also just skip through. <laughs> you can just swipe on through. Uh, there are plenty of people that I have muted and or skipped through. Yes. You don't have to no. watch all of these Instagram stories. Anyway, maybe I'll do that for books I really love and like sure. want to talk more about. But just the idea of having to track both on regular Instagram and on Instagram story mm -hmm. By the time October and the last hectic quarter of the year came around, I couldn't sustain it. So yeah, I probably I won't do that again. And that's okay. That's so okay. what are we thinking about for 2019? What's our resolution, our intention? This is something Kelsey taught me that like, let's not set resolutions, but let's set intentions yes. for the year. And I, I really like that. I do too. Um, I think one of my intentions is to be more willing to quit books. Mm. So this is something you and I have talked about a lot. Yes. In the book selling world, you kind of have to be willing sure. to give up on books. And I've gotten better about that. But even when you and I sit down to record, like, what did Annie not finish this month? I really struggle. Like, gosh, I finish most of what I start. Yeah. Because that's who I am as a person. I'm a completionist. Right. If I spend 20 pages on a book, even, and I know that's so few, but I feel like, well, I don't want to have wasted my time. I'm going to finish this dang book. Yes. It's the sunken cost fallacy. <laughs> like, I've already invested time here. Yes. I have to finish it to get my money's worth. Yes. Even though many that's of not your true. books are free. That's right. And that's not true. Like, right. So I, and I realized this, interestingly enough, just last night, I picked up a book. I'm not going to name it yet because I'll save it for um, Patreon, I think. But, but I picked up this book that I put down, I want to say, in November or December. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'll start that again in the new year. So I picked it up last night started it and I was like I'm not interested in this and it's a book that is going like it's an upcoming title I think it's going to get rave reviews I'm not trying to be weird by not naming it I honestly can't think of the title so I'm going to save it but um 
I realized I put it down for a reason. Mm -hmm. I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's okay that other Instagrammers like it. It's okay that other booksellers like Mm -hmm. it. It is just not for me. And so, so anyway, I want to get better about that because otherwise I really am wasting my time Mm -hmm. slogging through something that I'm not going to be able to hand sell. I can't hand sell something I hate. (laughs) And I think this is so intrinsically tied to the idea that like, there are things that are good and well-written that sometimes just don't connect with us. Yes. And I think being a bookseller, you really have to know that. Yeah. And understand that like intimately that like a customer might really love a book that you don't care for, or you might sell a book that speaks to your soul and the customer comes back and doesn't like it. That's right. And both of those have happened. Both of, both of those <laughs> things happen all the, time. all the time. And we just have to make our peace with that. Yeah. And be willing like, I want to finish books when it matters. So mm-hmm. here's what I mean by that. Like, I want to finish books my book club is reading. Right. That's, I don't think every one of my book club mm-hmm. members feels that way, nor should they. Like, we have a very low-key, fun book club. But I do. Like, mm-hmm. I, if possible, would like to finish the books I start for that group. Yeah. But do I need to finish every ARC sitting in, no. on my stack? Certainly not. No. And I think I'd really like to get more comfortable with that. So that's one of mine. Um Another one is I just finished the Michelle Obama. Oh yeah. Book. Oh my gosh. So good. Super good. Oh so good. Um, but it reminded me I would like to try to read, and I'm not gonna quantify this goal, but I'd like to be more open to reading historic nonfiction. Mm-hmm. Whether that's biography or political memoir. Mm-hmm. I like reading political memoirs. But Jordan was has read this book. I think it's called The American Dialogue. That he was like, Annie, I think you'd really like it. And I'd like to read books like that to better center me where our country is right now. Right. So I tend to get really overwhelmed by news, even though I love the news. Like I listen to news podcasts. I watch the news. Like I want to be able to ground myself and remember how far America has come Mm -hmm. and that this perhaps is cyclical and this isn't. This isn't as abnormal as we think it is. We've had terrible leaders before. Well, um, I read something really interesting that was like, this is actually maybe the first major culture shift in America that has not been accompanied by a war or uh-huh. violence. Yes. And if the culture shift is that the radical people want us to be more humane and kind to each other, then I'm not sure why this is a fight that we're having. Yeah. But, you know... So I, I'd like to I'd like to center myself in this place in time. So reading the Michelle Obama book was a reminder that I could look back at that presidency and evaluate what I thought about it while it was happening. Right. Um, I also read some things in that book that really made me look back at what news was I listening to, mm-hmm. what was I watching, um, how was it affecting my views, mm-hmm. and I want to do the same now. Sure. Um, and so anyway, I think if I could get better at and there are some genuinely, like, there's a really good-looking book out right now that's edited by John Meacham um, about impeachment. Mm. And I loved the podcast um, Slow Burn that mm-hmm. was about the Clinton impeachment and, right. and the Nixon impeachment. So I'd like to read that book. Um, I also, Jordan and I went to see Vice. Oh, yeah. Okay, and that reminded me. I told Jordan, I was like, I, I actually really liked Vice. It has its flaws for sure. Um, it's not a perfect movie. But it reminded me, I mean, we sat in there, and I whispered to Jordan at one point. I was like, is Dick Cheney dead? Like, I didn't know. No, but remember when he shot a guy in the face? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's in there. Good. So, um, but I, I looked at Jordan and I said, I would love to read more about Dick Cheney, mm-hmm. but in this kind of compact, 
that's what's so great about a movie is you're mm-hmm. done in an hour and a half exactly. or two hours. But I don't want to spoil myself. Mm-hmm. Sometimes long form is okay. Yeah. So anyway, that's a long-winded way of saying being okay maybe with the occasional long form book. The Michelle Obama book took me a week and a half to read. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. And um, that's good sometimes. Yes. But I tend to right. think, well, no, I got to I gotta read more so I can sell more. But no, I want to kind of take my time and read maybe some nonfiction mm-hmm. um, that will remind me of the of American history as a whole. And to be in the mindset that sometimes good nonfiction takes time to read. Yes. So like Jordan and I listened to Killers of the Flower Moon mm-hmm. this past uh, summer. That was great because it was an audiobook. We right. listened to it together. But I think, and you and I might have talked about this before, my brain tends to move in bingeable right. ways now. Like I want to watch a show and finish it all mm-hmm. again that's a completionist in me yeah so i get really that's enabled by our society yes it mm-hmm. totally is and so i get really bad about maybe not starting a book mm. because i know it's going to take me a minute right. devil in the white city is another book that i loved but it took me a while mm-hmm. to finish it and so i guess this is all saying i want to be comfortable quitting books and i want to be comfortable taking my time with books which is those are so interesting together because i think there's a thin line separating them yes <laughs> um, i think i think the issue is time <laughs> <laughs> the issue might be time um that's really interesting yeah so and hmm. yeah ahead. well my and my last one um I guess is twofold. I want to read what I want to read, which I feel like I was way better about that in 2018 than I was in 2017. I love bookstagram, but I also want to read what I, what is on my list and what ARCs I want to Mm -hmm. read and get to. Um, Because sometimes on bookstagram, you see the same books over and over again. It makes you feel like, oh my gosh, I need to read that. And sometimes that's true, but sometimes it's not. Um, And I want to be better. I am really good. I read all of my shelf subscription books, um, but I'd like for my own sake, and again, this is an issue with time, to read them more in advance than I'm doing. Yeah. Um, so I read January's selection back in November, yeah, I think. Yeah, a while ago. And that was great. Um, but see, now it's mid, it's January 8th and I haven't read February's mm-hmm. yet. So I want to get better about staying on top of that mm-hmm. and having like a regular, like by the middle of each month, I will have read the following book. Yeah. You know, so... That is, that's kind of inside baseball a little bit, but that's one of my goals as well. Cool. Do you have any? I do. I'm making an effort to not be on screens before I go to bed. Okay. Which is a a popular one, I think. Yes. Um, and so I have been reading a book. Mm -hmm. And um, you don't like reading in bed. I don't like reading in bed. Um, but I've been doing it. I have books on my nightstand. Okay. I know. Who am I? I know. Um, you really are growing. Maybe. Um, but I've been very slowly working my way through Haunting of Hill House. Okay. Finally, I started it over break. I've been yeah. talking about wanting to read it for months, and I finally did. It's amazing. Okay, good. It's amazing. But it's also really terrifying sometimes, <laughs> and reading it at night is maybe not the best decision. <laughs> and so what's weird about it is it's got chapters, but then also sub-chapters. And I got to what looked like it was the end of a sub-chapter last night. And then I looked ahead to see how much the rest of the chapter was, and it was two pages. So I was like, great, I'll finish this chapter. And I said out loud, oh, cool. And then I read what is probably the scariest section of the entire book. (laughs) And then I turned the light off. And then did you you have nightmares? I didn't have nightmares, but it took me a long time to go to sleep. Yeah, to calm your brain. Yeah. And so maybe I won't read horror Horror books (laughs) um, at night, but I do like the intentional habit 
that I'm trying to form here yes. of not just playing a game on my phone or looking at Instagram before I go to sleep. Yes. Um, it's so much better for your brain. It is. It's it is. So and, and I know all the science behind that. Yeah. But I'm a cyborg <laughs> just like the rest of you are. <laughs> and so I think that is my main one. Okay. I am wary of setting any sort of goal or intention or resolution about reading before my dissertation is done. I think that's smart. Um, you want to be realistic. I, I want to be realistic. For failure. And I don't want to fail. Yeah. And so talk to me in May. Mm-hmm. I can should reevaluate. I should be done in April, mm-hmm. inshallah. Um, if not, July. And yeah. it'll be one of those two things. Yeah. It has to be one of those two things. And so that'll be okay. Yeah. Jordan and I when we were setting our own personal goals and resolutions and intentions, we said we need to meet back up with each other to talk about this in June or July mm-hmm. because we obviously do it at the end of December. Right. I'm a shell of a person at the end of December. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. And all I can think about is how hectic and sometimes awful December was. Mm-hmm. And so I can't really fully look at the year as a whole. Right. And I can't really like one t- at one point I think I told Jordan I didn't do anything. Like I didn't meet any of my goals. And he was like, wait a minute. Yes, you, yes, did. you did. You just didn't do them in December. And so I think it's totally real. Just having supportive partners. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness we are there. We are so blessed. <laughs> but like, I think it's a good idea to maybe halfway through, if you have finished your dissertation, you can set a goal to read a book if you want. If I want, no, I've already told Kelsey that like she might not see me for a month after I finish my dissertation because I'm just gonna go on a video game binge because yeah. it's something I have not done in years. Yeah, and good for you, man. You'll have earned it. And then after that. We'll see. Yeah. There are lots of books that I'm very excited about reading. Yeah. A lot that came out last year, a lot that are coming out this year that I already know about. Yeah. Um, I'm super excited to get back into book world, but yeah. we'll see how that shakes out. That's smart. I think that's it. I think that I think that's it. New year, new you. Uh, new year, new you. <laughs> of sin. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. From the Front Porch is a production of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in Thomasville, Georgia. It's produced by me, Annie Jones, and Chris Jensen, and edited by Chris Jensen. If you're interested in purchasing any of the books we've talked about on this or really previous episodes, you can do so at bookshelfthomasville.com forward slash shop. Thank you so much to the now-defunct Forlorn Strangers for the use of our theme music. It's called Bottom of the Barrel from their album Forlorn Strangers. Don't worry though, um, the band is on great terms and half of them are starting a new project that you'll be able to listen to in the new year. You can learn more at forlornstrangers.com. If you'd like to support From the Front Porch on Patreon and gain access to exclusive bonus content, check us out on patreon.com slash fromthefrontporch. You can also check out our website at fromthefrontporchpodcast.com for web-only content and a full back catalog of our show with detailed show notes and links to further reading. This week in the bookshelf, a funny thing happened. Look, so many funny things happened because it was inventory, uh-huh. but I mostly want to talk about the person who tagged us in their child dancing. Yes, it was so sweet. 
I really felt like, oh my gosh, we've made it. Like if children, if children are embracing us in this way, I really feel good. And really it. embracing Polar and Strangers. Yeah, and it so, really has nothing to do with us. Polar and Strangers, thanks for the ride. Yeah. Um, we love you and we're going to continue to use your music <laughs> and we look forward to Ben, Hannah, and Abigail, what you guys do in the future. Thanks so much for listening. We will see you next week.